0: welcome to college soccer
1: nation the premier podcast focused on ncaa collegiate soccer featuring smu head women's coach chris petroselli and old miss head women's coach mad mod you can download and listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider and if you like what you hear leave a five-star review and tell your soccer friends now let's go to coach petroselli and coach mod
2: Welcome everybody into College Soccer Nation. My name is Matt Mott, one of the co-hosts. We've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, Kadani McAlpine from USC is our is our guest. We'll get to in a little bit. We're excited to talk to him, the USC head women's soccer coach. Uh, we got Brian on again this uh, this to, to during the um, you know the big time or what, what do we call it, Chris? What do we call it? The uh, Few, big too big many deal. minutes. Big deal. big deal. Yeah, the yeah. big deal with two, too many minutes with Brian. We'll get to him, but uh, let me bring in Chris Petricelli,
1: our co-host. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm cold, Matt. It is cold here in <laughs> Dallas. And, you know, it, tomorrow morning at, at training, it, it's supposed to be like 40 degrees and raining. And you know how soft I am when it yes. comes to cold weather. I am so soft. Everybody makes fun of me. It's the reason why I left Notre Dame. It was too damn cold for me. And I am not looking forward to tomorrow morning. So hopefully tonight will uh, the the podcast will warm me up. What about the wind? Any wind? That, that oh, we got some wind. Yeah, yeah, we got wind some uh, yeah. Dallas. We we
2: got some wind for sure. And you're kind of up above there where your where your track soccer stadium is, and yeah, it's funny. Uh, so broke new ground, right, on the new stadium and all that kind of stuff. They did exciting. Uh, well.
1: They tore everything down basically is what they've done and they tore it down about three weeks ago and nothing's happened since. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with it, but they're supposed to be, you know, we did have the a ceremony where we broke ground and all that kind of stuff, but there hasn't really been a lot of activity going on over there, but I'm sure yeah. it'll, it'll get ramped up here. So soon. We,
2: were they doing the lights? I know that was an issue. They, are they keeping
1: the lights, bringing the lights? I think they're keeping the lights. Hopefully we're, we're changing them out because you can barely see at night, you know, so, you know, uh, the quality. I didn't want to say bad. that, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> watching the game sometimes yeah, a little Yeah, go. yeah. Lights, yes, yeah. for sure. Well, hey, um, first, how great was Robbie last week? I mean, oh, he's he, awesome. doing such a good job, didn't he? And 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 it's shown like everybody is is dying to to listen to that show. I think that was one of our better shows. So big shoes to fill for Kadani today. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, again, I was we were talking before. I, I don't know Robbie's accents. He in that in that episode, he must have had seven different accents. Yeah. You know, he had his he had his you know North Carolina you know Southern accent, and yeah. then he went with. Um, you know, all these different accents during the, during the yeah, thing. And yeah, yeah. Like, They're making they all of that money. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's one thing. Uh, so, no, hey, I, want, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, just uh, scheduling and uh, RPI and and things like that. So, you know, as this uh, season has, has gone on, and, and for the teams that are playing, we're getting close to the end of the season. Um, and they have to make some decisions uh, about – next spring, you know, mm-hmm. how, how are they going to handle next spring? And uh, I know the, the ACC came out and said, okay, you know, 16 games is the total that they can have. And, and, you know, for somebody like, like Pittsburgh, I believe they played 14. So they've only got two left, but for many of them, they played eight or nine and they've got a number of games left and, and and all the teams in, in the leagues that are, that are playing, still have games uh, left, but there are some uh, decisions that these teams have to make sure. if they, you know, if they are going to get into the NCAA tournament, and we're fortunate that we've got an, an NCAA tournament committee member on our podcast, you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to give you a couple scenarios. You tell me how these people should schedule. How's that? Okay. Sounds All right. good. Scenario yeah. number one: um, the team wins their automatic bid, or you know, in the case of, let's say, the ACC, North Carolina, Florida State, they go unbeaten all the way to the end, maybe until they play each other. Um, how should they handle their spring schedule? So you're talking, the first question is the AQs, the automatic qualifiers, right? Yeah, yeah they, we're saying, you know, one of them's got one, but we know yeah. the other one's getting in either way. Yeah, so the to me,
2: an AQ should schedule games to prepare their team for their tournament. Right. So um, quite honestly, you know, what's best? Is it one game a week? Is it like a Wednesday, Sunday, something like that? But they should play good games for sure. They should play good teams. Um, you know, I, I was joking, you know, teams that win, you know, somebody wins the SEC um, championship should go up and play Duke in North Carolina on a weekend. What what better way to prepare your team for the games? The, game, the your record doesn't really matter. As long as your team understands what you're doing, I think that they can schedule whoever they want, but I would do whatever you have to to keep your team as fresh as they can. And it is going to be interesting. Is it an advantage? Is it not an advantage to play in the, the fall? I, at this point, I really don't know that answer. You know, you're trying to keep people healthy and, and all those kind of things. So, if you have an AQ already in your pocket and you know you're going, you may that there's one side is that. The other side is are you trying to be seated and how high do you want to be seated? We're only gonna seat eight. So the top eight are being seated. So you have to take that in consideration. Just because you have the AQ, if you want to be seated, you're gonna to have to play teams that your resume impresses the committee.
1: And what about teams that are on the bubble? So, you know, I some teams off the top of my head just again. In the ACC, like a Duke or a a Clemson or Virginia or, um, you know, maybe in the SEC we're talking about, I don't even know who, because there's so many people that are jumbled right there in the middle, but, you know, um, the uh, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma State, you know, some of those teams that are kind of on the bubble, What, what should their scheduling look like?
2: Yeah, no, again, let's let's be clear. I didn't say this earlier, but this is just Matt Mott's opinion. As a committee member, we have not decided how we're picking teams, how no, the 17 sit on are the we fence. decided. Here we go. I want to make a stand. But no, let's right. be clear. So I've had people already call me about this and I wanna be clear that this is just my opinion as Matt Mott, the soccer coach on the committee. But again, we have not made any decisions on how we're going to do it, right? We gotta we gotta talk about a, a number of different things. But if I'm just it, as I know, this kind of works. If I'm on the bubble, you got to go play good teams. You got to play good teams, even if you don't get the results, all the results. But if you get one or two results, it's going to help you. But you know, these SEC teams that are are you know we're playing, and 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 now we're not going to play SEC games in in the um, in the spring. Like maybe it does make sense to play one or two of the top teams can you play arkansas can you play am or south carolina those three are the top right now like can you get them back on the schedule i think what you gotta uh, gotta protect against is playing too soft of a schedule and then the committee's looking at you going well you had a chance to schedule good teams and you didn't do it but that's going to be difficult because like you said last week teams that are in their conference are they gonna play so who 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 do you play do you play acc teams who are in the same boat as you are do you play big 12 teams in the same boat
1: like if you're on the bubble, you got to go play some, you got to play some games. You got to figure out a way to play some games. Yeah. My, my thought with that is got to play as many as possible. Right. So, right. You know, play five or six of them because you need one or two, you got to yes. one or two to get, that's to right. Get, give yourself as many chances as possible for sure. Okay. What about, how about this scenario? What about the team that's already out? So you got some teams right now that, you know, don't have a win, uh, win yet in the league, or, you know, they've got one or two and, uh, you know, they're not getting an automatic qualifier and, um, they're probably not, you know, not looking at at-large bids, but uh, well, how do those guys schedule? Yeah, that's tough, right? That, that's
2: very tough. I mean, what do you, that, that, I don't know if I have an answer. What's your, what's your answer to that question?
1: Well, my thought is you, you do, uh, you know, you, you look long-term, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how, how do I make my players better? How do I make my team better, right? And for me, that's, that would be scheduling teams that are of a similar level, right maybe mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a step up here and there, uh but not not way out of your league right, and not teams that you'll just go smash right so you play challenge as many challenging games as you can um for the development of the individual player and the development of the team, yeah, I totally agree it's what you have to do right you gotta make your team better yeah. so you gotta make your team
2: better and, and prepare for next year's nCA I agree with that with keeping your team intact and and making it better make that makes um a total sense and i totally agree it's 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 tricky though it's tricky
1: sure and then what about the um you know okay teams that are playing in the spring right Mm -hmm. um and let's i'll use our our league for example on the american athletic conference we're playing um basically every sunday right with, with conference games um do you think do you think it makes sense to play midweek games um, and try to get some some better teams in those midweek games? Or do you think it's best to just play the game on the weekends and, and try to get the automatic? Well,
2: again, we're back to the 17, right? Where are the 17 coming from? Um, but I think, Chris, you've got to give yourself a chance. Like I, I, I think it depends on where you feel about your team. Right, if you feel like you have a chance to finish in the the top two or top three of your league, then you you got to play some you got to play some out of conference games because you don't want to just you know kind of size it up to that one one game or you know you're playing conference you're trying to get the conference final and then you throw all the eggs in that one game. Go play some other teams, especially you know people that are in areas that can get the ACC teams or the SEC teams or the big 12 teams. Like, I think it makes sense to to try and play them. And you win one or two of them, because, again, the committee is going to look at how you scheduled. That is, is part of the deal. Um, now, we understand, I think, as a committee, that some teams may not be able to play anybody but conference, right? Maybe the testing isn't the same or whatever. So those people we understand. But if you have the ability to go play other teams, I think you should.
1: All right, I want one last thing here. If you could just give us um... – you know, we, we use the term RPI like crazy,
3: right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's give us a quick breakdown of what the RPI is and, and how, and how it's used. So the RPI is the, the, the technical term
2: right? it is rating percentage indexed. And it's a, it's a bunch of numbers and it's calculated by 25% of your winning percentage. So if you're, you know, 10 and zero, that would be a thousand. Right. And then, um, it's fifty percent of the opponent's winning percentage, and then it's fifty. Sorry, it's twenty five percent of the opponent's opponent's winning percentage. So your opponent's winning percentage. So if if you know I play you and you're ten and zero, I get that part of that is calculated in my RPI, and then whoever you've played, what their record is, is calculated into the RPI to, to come up with my RPI, which is just a formula of numbers to try and help us sort out three hundred and forty teams. And everybody gets a number. So you're 1 through 338 or whatever the whatever the number is. The trick is that number isn't necessarily used by the committee by, so in other words, we don't say, you know, 1 through 40, these guys are all in because we are 1 through 33 because they're up 33 spots. It's really just a guide to use this. Again, it's, I'm back to my, it's another tool in the toolbox that the committee uses to figure out, where the teams fit, and then we look at them individually. I think the other thing that people get caught up in is well, I was 36 and they let in 38, but I didn't get in at 36. But those we go by the raw number, the, the and that raw number could change, you know, significantly or could all be really, really close based on the team. And I don't know if I'm explaining it very well, Chris, but the bottom line is it's a tool that the committee uses to try and figure out the top at large teams in the country, and you know, they've gone as far as I think. 58 before and, and put that team in just based on what they've done. So we just use it as a tool. I don't know if it's going to be available this year with people only playing conference games. Um, you know, we're waiting to see they're talking about maybe trying to adjust it to help everybody. Um, but it's a tool. It's a big talking point. I think it is a, a piece you're looking at me like crazy but it is a piece
1: that the committee uses and, and and falls back on sometimes when it gets really close i'm not looking at you like you're crazy i gotta I got tell you i have to set the scene here for everybody we're on a zoom call right and we're recording a zoom call and our producer is playing the guitar fortunately he's on mute and we can't hear him but i guess he's practicing i don't know what he's doing as we're trying to do that. oh that's beautiful yeah, New Bruce Springsteen
2: right. album came out. I think he's probably just trying yeah, to, uh, you know, jump in the E Street band. Well, yep. let's. Um,
1: you want to bring Brian in?
2: Get his do I want on to, this? or do yeah. we have to? I mean, unfortunately, the people are dying for him, so we're going to have to bring him in. But again, the uh, the the big deal is with us for uh, too many minutes with Brian Lee.
0: So, Brian, how's your oh, Monday? Good. Well, good afternoon, good Monday, and, uh, you know, I appreciated listening to that explanation of the RPI and the in-depth talk about scheduling, and, you know, through the first five, six episodes, I really felt like, you know, Matt's role is somewhere between... The love child of Mike Golick and Chris Farley, and he's the good time Charlie. Wow, wow, you know, good time then, Charlie. And, love and child. then, boom, ep- episode six, we've got Smart Matt. It's really seven. Seven. Right episode right Brian. Don't don't say sorry, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> seven, bro. time flies. Look how time flies by when you're having fun. Hey, you but, sound uh, better. I, I got, got, got the microphones figured out, didn't you? I, well, I don't know about that, but I sound better, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, Brian, let's go through these, uh, games from the week, right? Let's, let's talk about what we saw this week and, and, uh, impressions that we have. Okay. Um, Beauty. let's start, starting in the big 12. Um, some of the games, uh, TCU and Kansas was an important game, uh, which TCU won, won, two uh, nil and, and was comfortable I think, uh, throughout the game and, and, uh, It was interesting. TCU followed up with a game at Kansas State yesterday and and went down 2-0 and had to come back late and and, and win in overtime. Uh, But they're, you know, they're still strong. They're still moving forward and um, heading towards, I think, uh, a big showdown with West Virginia at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I really thought that was an old school weekend, wasn't it? That was travel partners. I'm going to Kansas and Kansas State and you know, when you when you see the, the on-paper stronger team on the front end and you play really well and you get three points over a good team, a title challenger when they came in, the letdown coming into Sunday is almost inevitable. Uh, and it really almost jumped up and and snipered them uh, Sunday in Manhattan, Kansas. Manhattan, Kansas State the, little is. Apple, the Little Apple. The Little Apple. It was cold. It was windy. It was a miserable-looking game to coach or play. Uh, and K-State jumped out deservedly so 2-0 and um, even at the time you probably thought TCU could fight their way back uh, but they, we'll see where Yaz is coming out of that weekend that's probably the biggest storyline yeah. as they yeah. go through the last two or three games you know yes, Ryan
1: took an injury a knee injury that uh, didn't look great and uh, I'm hoping she's I'm hoping she's fine she's a fantastic player and and we all you know we all know her, and and I uh, think she's a great kid. So, um,
0: yeah, and legitimate certainly. national player of the year candidate. I thought
1: so too. I, in fact, I, I coming into this week, I thought that w- was going to be uh, something I'd bring up on the show. That I thought she was a, a, a candidate for player of the year, but it might be hard to do on one leg to finish it out. <laughs> so,
3: Chris, she never came back crossed.
1: in. She never came back in. Obviously, she did not come back in. No, she was she was sitting on the side with a bunch of jackets on. <laughs> hmm. So, okay. Um, the ACC, the big, you know, the big day was uh, Duke in North Carolina, the great rivalry. We talked about it. We talked about it last week. Uh, North Carolina winning the game on an own goal. Um, I, I, I didn't feel like there was much in the game. I, I felt I felt like it was pretty even. Not a lot of a lot of goal scoring
0: chances. Was well, twice in a row, don't you think? For 180 minutes, Duke's been Carolina's equal on everything except the scoreboard. You know, it maybe just a, a margin behind, but I don't think if they see Carolina in the ACC tournament or down the road in the NCAA tournament in the spring, they're going to they're intimidated at all by them by the matchup. But I thought it was a very strong showing from uh, Duke.
1: And then, uh, kind of a, a, team, a game for for two teams in the middle of the league that are trying to fight their way towards you know towards those at large bids: uh, Notre Dame and Louisville. Um, and and Notre kind of squeaks that one out on a, on a penalty late late in the game, and um, you know again probably the better team. Um, Louisville is is you know typically pretty defensive and and uh, and did a good job you know keeping the game close, but but Notre Dame squeaked it out.
0: And the, and those are certainly two of the teams when you're talking 17 at large bids. You know if you're looking at the ACC right now, you've got seven real candidates you know, to be under consideration for those and Notre Dame, Louisville are going to be on the back end of that seven probably. So I don't know what the committee members do about that. Come, come sure. this spring, but sure. I thought it was a deserved one. Ellie, you know, over the season, those are two very comparable teams and, and what they do with their spring schedule is going to be essential. Uh, but ACC tournament takes eight teams, right? And we're coming into the final weekend and That's Pitt right. wake Virginia That's tech right. Three teams for one spot. They got a little bit of a round robin going. That's going to be some good watching. Wait, Brian, what what were the three teams again? Sorry, Pitt is three and three. Virginia Tech is two and four, and uh, Wake Wake is right in between them. Two, three, and one. And there's one spot. One spot, and Wake plays uh, played Pitt last game. Yeah, and they play. Who does Wake play beforehand? Um, it's a little mini round robin of sorts. There's a few teams bounced in there. One of them's got Boston college. I think Virginia tech has Boston college as their other game, but they play, i want to say they play wake as well.
1: Well, in so. the end, right. We're, we're, we're all just waiting for the, the North Carolina, Florida state showdown. Right. I mean, that that's the, that's the game we want to see. That's the game. We know it's coming, right. <laughs> we know it's coming and uh, all the other games in the league are great. And, and that sort of thing. But uh I think that's the game we all
0: want to see. I'll be so disappointing if it doesn't happen, right? Someone knocks yeah. off one of those two in the semifinals and have not been scheduled for a regular season matchup. Yeah, that'd be a, a shame. spring game, we'd like to see it'd be, but it'd be a real shame. Those are the two best teams playing soccer this playing college soccer this fall for sure. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, the SEC man, what a kind of a mess right i mean the top i think is getting sorted out but you know after after the first three or so uh it gets it gets a little bit crazy so south carolina um dispenses of florida pretty easily um you know and again we we, we've said many times that south carolina is the master of the one nil win but you know they they weren't yesterday you know at at, uh four to one um they, they ran away with that one
0: yeah, and for all four goals to come from corners, right? Yeah, you know it, it. Despite you know maybe being the little bit better team, flow of play, you know Florida did the no players on the post EPO defensive corner, and and South Carolina made them pay. A couple of them in at the near post. Um, so it's it's tough. It's tough for anyone to see you know four set pieces go against you. Uh, in a big game, but South Carolina looks good. They always get better through the yep. course of the season. You know, yeah. for me right now, A&M's the team I would fear the most going into that tournament, but it looks like Arkansas and South Carolina are going to win the East and West and Vanderbilt's but, coming. Hopkins is back healthy.
1: Yeah. Vanderbilt, Georgia yesterday and, and Hopkins back on the field and scored a great, a great goal to win it. And she makes such a difference in that team. You, you know, they struggled a little bit without her, but, um, I think they're they're charging here at the end, and and they're going to be a they're going to play play a part in this thing before it's over.
2: Well, and don't they forget, are. don't forget with Florida, they they you know found out late seven people out, COVID protocol. Becky was at the head coach. Becky was out with COVID protocol, so they've had a rough. Um, you know, they started out the season with with what was it, fifteen or something like that, in COVID. So they've really had a rough uh, a rough fall at, to this point with the COVID covid stuff down there in Gainesville
0: yeah the whole department has 31 football players out last week Mm. um but Chris what's your take on the rest of the league
1: man I don't know if I have a take after we get past Vanderbilt it gets I mean anybody could step up in you know the the next part I mean early on I thought you know Georgia Alabama were were teams that really looked good early on and um both of, both of them have struggled here recently, you know, scoring goals like anybody who can score goals in that next group is, you know, it's going to get themselves moved up pretty well. Um, the problem is that none of them can, you know, they, they've all struggled to score. Um, so from five to 14, um, anybody could finish in, in fifth out of that group. And almost anybody could finish, you know, in that back, you know, 11 through 14, which, you know, it means you got to play an extra game at, uh, uh, at the tournament, and you certainly don't want to be in that spot.
0: No, it's a tough enough t- uh, tournament to win as a ten-team tournament, much less fourteen. Um, you know, for me, as I was thinking about that that five through twelve, five through fourteen, you look at the standings, and it's all muddled, and there's so many draws, and there's great parity, which is fun. But I, I couldn't think of anything but being a twelve-year-old at Disney World on either the Teacups or Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and spinning around and I'm dizzy and I'm so excited. I'm running to the other one and I feel like I get off the ride and who's going to have the loose ball just fall to them that we stick in the back of the net. It's, you know, you're spinning around, you're dizzy. Knows and then you puke, and we're one-nothing. Sometimes we're puking, watching, yeah. no, the, parents, and the
2: parents are puking, the parents are puking,
0: <laughs> and then it's and then, but I, what I love about it and the parody in the league is then there's 10 minutes left, and it doesn't matter what the other 80 <laughs> minutes went like, all of a sudden, it's the best soccer on TV you can find anywhere. It's yeah. end-to-end action, high drama. In the last 10 minutes, every one of those games are awesome, and coming down the stretch with so many teams close and three points, meaning so much to every team, anybody who who hasn't watched a good SEC or a competitive SEC game last 10 minutes should really tune in and, and have a look because it, it is fun to watch. It's good, exciting stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, they just start bombing forward and the game gets so spread out. Right. And, and it gets end to end. And even, even the team that's, you know, trying to protect the lead is they're spread out like crazy too. And uh, it's running up and down and all of a sudden there's, you know, in a game where there were no chances, now there's, there's five chances in, in, in the last 10 minutes. It is it's crazy how that happens, but it happens, you know, you see it every week. Every week you see yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Week after week. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. No idea.
1: All right. Sounds
2: good, Brian. Appreciate it. Boys. All right, Brian, give us your, uh, give us your quick uh, opinion on the schedule and the RPI, if you'd like, please. We always would like to hear your, after you hear
0: us dissect it, we like like get your quick opinion. You did dissect it. I felt like I was listening to Dr. Mott while I was listening to that. Oh, so wow. it was great. Yeah,
2: PhD, baby, PhD. <laughs> no big deal.
0: Well, the, uh, you know, the the big thing for p- for people to realize, RPI just reflects the other criteria to get selected. It's a mathematical equation that, you know, bleeds from uh, the other selection criteria. So generally reflects that with the number of games, it's going to, it's a, it's not a tool that's going to be effective, for this season, but in a normal year, you got to figure out some way to disseminate between 340 teams. I think it's a great tool, but this year it's kind of out the window and then the scheduling that's going to be such a team by team decision to make and budget decision, regardless if you're a big school, small school, you know, the ACC going to 16 games, that's partially budget and that's power five, you know, budget related with COVID. So the ability for teams to go pick and choose who they play is a little bit out the window. Um, So it's just going to be an odd year. All right. Before we
2: let you go, I mean, I think it's important that we're very transparent. And, you know, we all are getting older,
0: right? How's your elbow? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, not to, you know, disclose any personal information, but, you know, as you get older, you can lose a little of your uh, dexterity, quickness, things like that. had a little tumble (laughs) coming out of the shower the other day, a little wet floor. You know, the, I'm not the suing type of my home builder might hear from my attorney. I'm just kidding. Um, but took a little still, and as I was going down, I was thinking, you are so old. What an old man. We've all been it's there. Pathetic. Haven't been there. Uh,
1: I haven't been there, Chris. I don't know what you're talking well, about. I am fit, you were just fiddle, telling baby. me about how, how black and blue your toe was. Yeah. Well, to that's, toe. You know, that's because I'm still playing in training, right? And, and then you show me
2: a big bump I on your head. You showed me a big bump
1: on your
0: head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, get, uh, we got the yeah. issues. We if if you're If you're playing in training, somebody get me this video link. I am in. I had the little blue blocker, you know, I was standing behind her
2: blue box. You know, you play Arkansas, you get bumped a little bit. So I was bumping her. She stomped on my toe. Oh, it still hurts. It's unbelievable. But all right, Brian, thanks. You know, this next guy is certainly much more fit than all of us for sure. Well, not Brian, of course, but
0: he's just younger and more fit for sure. But anyway, uh, thanks, Brian. Anything else? No, I'm looking forward to hearing Kadani. This is another great uh, storyline. Can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. All
2: right, Brian, thanks. All right, so let's bring bring him in, Chris, right? We are very, very uh, excited to bring in our next guest, Kadani McAlpine. He's the head coach of the USC Trojans, uh, national champion uh, a few years back. He's done an unbelievable job with that program, and we certainly are very excited to add him to the College Soccer Nation podcast.
3: How are we doing, KD? Good man, listening to you guys is hilarious. I'm not gonna lie, it takes me back to the region three days, sitting in Montevallo. Let me tell you,
2: <laughs> we've had plenty of mention from that actually. That's funny. We, ODP keeps coming, up. Keeps I coming jump, up.
3: Matt,
1: I gotta jump in real quick. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I know this isn't part of the script, but I, I gotta I gotta ask this. I noticed, I, I noticed Kadani in a couple of pictures and seeing you over the last year, you had this little gray beard going on, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, that's gone. Yeah, I'm well, gonna see well, that. You didn't like the gray, yeah. is that what it was?
3: No, different times of year. I, you know, I just mix it up. You know, awesome. usually in season, I'll have a the little
1: smoothest guy here, in college soccer right there. This <laughs> is, you know, the right now, guy. right now,
3: it's I'm just sitting. I'm sitting. No game, so I'm just relaxing. No, all right. Don't no, no right. I
1: didn't know if it was maybe you know you, you dyed it or something. You were feeling like you know it was looking you know a little no, too
3: old. I, I own my gray, except for the fact that I cut it off as much as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll I face facial
2: great. You know, Chris, we are again. We're here on the Zoom, right? I'm in my office. You're in your little dungeon. Katie's got the beach in the background. He's just he's just shoving it
1: to us all
3: the time. Know, he's out in L.A. I'm loving life, the, hey.
1: smoothest guy in college soccer. This yeah, I, no doubt. I
3: know. I know you guys are feeling the weather. I heard you know Chris talking about how cold it was in Dallas. So I just thought I'd bring a little <laughs> yeah. you know a little sunshine to your life. Appreciate yeah,
2: that. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. Real quick, college soccer nation downloaded on all your areas you can, Apple, iTunes, their podcasts, the Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff, please give us a follow, give us a five-star rating. All right, KD, first question for you, ready? Tell, ready. Us, tell us over here on the East Coast and you know, those of us in the South, really, what's going on out there from COVID, what are you guys able to do, what's your team able to do, what's the Pac-12
3: doing? Just give us kind of an overview um, of, of what's a, what the deal is. Well, um, you asked a lot in that that right there, just because the Pac-12 is is all over the place by itself, right? Um, You know, for a while, Washington State had everybody back. Cal, you know, wasn't training – at all. No, no, no sport was training. So now as football and basketball starts to get back on campus, I still don't think soccer's training. So I I feel for Neil, you might want to bring him on. He, he probably needs something to do with his time. (laughs) Um, You know, too much vacation for, but um, so we're all over the place when it comes to that, to that part of it. Um, For us here in in California um, forever, we couldn't get all of our players in, you couldn't train still in small cohorts. Um, no contact. Um, literally, I just got my group back as they, you know, relieved, relieved us of some of the restrictions, um, getting ready for football to come back and, and um, getting our testing to a point where football could come back. Um, and so now we just got the we had about two thirds of our team in going into um, going into what would have been preseason. And so they they were been working, but we were still eight hours, no real ball for the longest we added a ball late into it once they gave us that permission. Um, so now we just now started full training. We've been in it for probably about two and a half weeks with everybody coming back sporadically within that. So we, we're just now looking like a, a team and just got to contact with some with some restrictions still. Um, smaller groups of under 25 can, can do some things. Um, and over 75, to go above 25, you've got to have everyday antigen testing. And so... If you're not in that group, then you got to you go small. But they're saving those for the sports that are that are ramping in. So the basketballs, the footballs, um, some of the 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 winter sports that are coming back, the swimming and diving, those kind of things. So um, we're we're trying to still stay under the 25. And you know how it is, coming back, injury here, injury there. You're right at the numbers mm-hmm. somehow, so it works out. And you
1: are, and, and how long will that go on? Are is everybody going home at Thanksgiving, or will you go beyond Thanksgiving, or?
3: Um, most people, most people are are Thanksgiving is it. Um, so we'll, we'll do our last little bit, November nine. Um, and then they'll get ready for exams and take exams and we're still schools online. So, you know, we, we were been, we, we had the benefit of having a a president and athletic director that brought us back and allowed us to even be there. So for us, we were like, okay, cool. You know, this is great because you know, you know how it is. The kids were ready to get away from their parents a little bit. They'll never say it, but you know, that Mm -hmm. was part of it. Um and and at the same time they just needed to see each other. They needed to hang out. Just they needed to just be able to have some face time. And it's not like they can hang out in the dorms or anything, but just that little time together on the field to just let go of all the all the crud that's, you know, around COVID is is a good time. It's a good couple of hours just to hang out and and, and do something you enjoy. Great. Um I want to ask
1: you a little bit about your uh your path to USC. Um, okay. I, uh, I did some research on you, and I found out that you have a degree in music business.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, what the hell does that mean?
3: What is that? (laughs) Well, you know, okay. So coming up, I was, I was a choir, show choir, all that good stuff. Um, you know, we had a, we had a little, uh, quartet coming out of, out of high school that we, we swore we were going to make it. We swore boys, the the men, men? boys, the men, you know, we thought we were, we were acapella. We did our thing. We, we, um, we were called nuance. Uh Um, And uh, we were we were we were all right. Uh, We weren't great. We were all right. Um, But we all went to different places and and studied different aspects of the industry. And so, um, you know, one of us went to I want to say Georgia Southern and actually is a professor there now in music composition. Um, One went up to uh, Middle Tennessee, um, did studio engineering. Um, One stayed home and, and basically got in the studio and just went to work. And then I was, I was doing the music business side. So I spent a lot of time in uh, radio stations, music stores, um, you know, you name it, I was doing it, I had to do a little stuff on the side, but I had to sort of create it. It wasn't quite a degree at that time, you know, it was a while ago, uh, but you know, I made it work, I made it fit and, and, but the idea was for us to come back together, but you know how it goes, college happens, everybody's different directions and, and we never quite made it back together. Probably for the better because uh, yeah. we weren't as good as we thought, but you know, you gonna it,
1: it sing for good. us? Are we, are we can get a little. A little- yeah, you know,
3: that was a that was, a, that was a while ago. I think, things, I, yeah. I think I had <laughs> one of the CDs. I
2: think so I had you, one of the CDs. So Our has got the guitar. If you wanted yeah, to jump you, in,
1: you graduate and uh, you decide music isn't the way you're going to go. I want to be a soccer coach. I mean, how's this go?
3: Ah, so while I was while I was at Birmingham Southern, the, the women's program started and you know, a lot of my friends, uh, you know, Lauren Ecker Shepard was a coach and she had to start the program. I think she took over the program in March and had to put a team on the field in August. And so some of the friends at the school were just trying to make the team. So I was helping them out. Little did I know she was watching. Um, so I became a good friend of the program and, you know, announced a couple of games, gave them all nicknames, that kind of thing. So when I left, I went home and, um, Jason, my associate head coach, he was coaching a little boys team. Um, I took over my sister's team. Well, let me rephrase that. My mom told me I was going to coach my (laughs) little sister's team. And uh, so we started coaching together. We were each other's co-coaches. And I was going to school and I coached a high school boys team on the side. And so I was just getting in and trying to make a little side money and, and go back to school. And uh, next thing you know, I called down to the school and said, hey, I'd love to come down and bring, the, bring my team so that they can experience what this thing is, trying to get them all to college. Um, and, and she was like, sure. And I've got an, an assistant job for you if you want it part time. I just lost my part time assistant. So that year I drove back and forth. Um, it was about an hour and a half in between, two, couple, three days here, three days there. Cause you know, I can't just drop my little sister's team that would not do well in the house. <laughs> uh, so, so that's, that's how I got in. And then the next year she made me full-time and, and um, Jason took over my sister's team and, and um, there I was in Birmingham Southern, a full-time assistant. And, and she was, she was good enough to me. She let me play um, one year, mm-hmm. get that out of my system. Um, so I, I, I was able to, to live the dream. I got my, very very tiny paycheck to play in the a league uh, um and, and and got it done and then then it was off and and i was i was coasted and
1: then then on uh you became the head coach obviously
3: right yeah 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 yeah, so she um she had me as her assistant we were in a i a we were transitioned to division one um she had decided she had three young kids she had decided it was her time to to step away and spend time with her family. she went back to corporate. Um, And she she, again, she told me, hey, I want you to take over the program. Here's how we're going to do it. And uh, I was like, "Okay, all right. (laughs) And uh, I was 26 at the time. So I, you know, helped transition. The the, the team was there five years. Um, By the third year, we were eligible for NCAAs. Got to got to got in, won our tournament. Um, Was the highlight of it. And then uh, went down, went down to the plains and and played a, a Washington team. That was the the elite eight washing team that smacked us. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but it was an introduction to to what I didn't know then, but was my my next stop. Um, and that's that ultimately was the beginning. Of, although spending time with with Matt and uh, Becky at the time in camps and whatnot <laughs> yep. got a chance to to get a little recommendation, and then next thing you know, Hop was calling, and the, the timing couldn't have been more perfect um, because. Birmingham Southern had decided to go now go with the new president, new chairman of the board from division one to division three. And for me, it was hard enough going up. You know, I'd already gone and told my AD I need to, I need to work on going the opposite direction. So the job came right on time. That happened in May. I had a new job in, in, in August one, I started at Auburn and you know, the, the next six years were, were down there learning the craft and learning how to manage a larger program. And uh, you know, just, just, Figuring out what it was to to play some of the nation's best on a regular basis, um, and then next thing you know, it was off to Washington State.
2: Uh, hold on, let's stop back at Auburn real quick. The table was set. Let's keep it real, okay? So Auburn needed an upgrade. A, did, Auburn yes. needed an upgrade. No, well, I mean, I just set the table. you had to do was sit up and eat, Connie. Kind of. I mean, come on. I had, recruits were in. We were rolling. Uh, so all you had to do was sit, uh, sit up and eat, you know. And Becky, cared, mean,
3: had it going. It was easy for you. Had, everything was everything was in motion. I, I literally, <laughs> I walked in. The only thing there was a little stumble on my way in. There was a little stumble before I got there. And so I just, I took the fruit that was already there and I helped (laughs) to situate what was going on. The issue,
2: the big issue though was. I think all the equipment had been ordered for that year, and you and I are not the same size. So no, you're I getting had, I enough to, to wear. His, yeah. I had to go yeah. raid the closet. I
3: was like, yeah. "Okay, who, wear your track clothes." Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you got a baseball guy somewhere that I can yeah. fit into it. Yeah, and I'm not thinking you
2: We were wearing the same clothes. I'm sure Becky was pulling her hair out of her head what she's going awesome. to. Oh, you know it. it
3: was, you know what was happening. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry. I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, Oh, You did leave us a a squad, though. Honestly, you know what? I tell people all the time, probably one of the most frustrating things after winning was realizing how much talent some of those teams actually had and didn't realize how close they were, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. And I think that's probably some of the most common things going around the country. Like, you just don't know how close you are to that next level, and so you downplay... Even in your tactics and what you're doing, because you don't necessarily think you're there, and you're a whole lot closer than you think, yeah. and that's which is a scary thought to say, because I, you know, I, I do recognize talent differences, but at the same time, I, the levels, the margins are, are, are pretty small sometimes.
2: That's yeah, what we're talking about in the SEC right now. When I mean, you you talk about the the difference between the top group and the bottom group is is minute. It really is. It's yeah. It's how much of the other players believe in it. It's a great point. All right, Chris. Sorry.
1: Well, God, I uh, well, I think the next thing I I, I had for for him was uh, just you mentioned Jason, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And we we all love Jason, and what, what a great guy and and a, and a good coach. Um, but for me, he's known for two things. Okay, one is he's a master gamer. Is that right?
3: Yeah, he's a good gamer. No, is doubt he a good gamer? do You
1: play with him or against him or
3: how's that work? Yo, yo, oh you mean like like actual esport gamer? Yeah no, yeah yeah no yeah. no 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 he's not a he's not an esport gamer he's, he's not, not an e-sport, esport gamer, gamer. no, no he, he he now he where he used to spend his time was like championship manager. Like oh, that used okay. to be a big time uh, thing. He used to run like that used to be his thing. That was yeah. that's a while ago though. He's he's now he's he's now dibbling and dabbling in a lot of things. Right now it's <laughs> it's and Marty you'll appreciate this. Um yeah. we've got a smoker yeah, hey, so we've got bar an bar electric, got, right? We've got a yeah, we got a smoker, an electric smoker. Like when I say smoker, like kettle drum smoker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, an electric nice. smoker, and we got a gas grill, charcoal grill, like so, you oh Oh, yeah, I love it. You, you need to make set. sure
2: he make sure he's listening to our. I've given all kinds of great barbecue. Uh, tips on this on this podcast I'm gonna go back and listen. Very important. Okay. I'll,
3: I'll you know i make sure I'll make sure he gets on and try try go. the recipe. We need
2: the downloads, Kadani. We need the downloads I'm on the, I'm on the
3: eat side. I'm on the eat <laughs> yeah. side. I'm, I'm a good I'm a good taste tester. There you go. <laughs> there
2: you
3: go. Hey let me ask you this Kitty
2: um, recruiting to USC versus UCLA Stanford, where where, where are the differences?
3: if <laughs> uh, people only knew. Um, the price tag is where it starts. Right. Um, that's the major difference. Right. Um, but you know, in, in, in years past, the the biggest difference is Stanford obviously with their endowment uses it to pay down, um, Mm -hmm. cost. And so the cost for each and every student, regardless of who you are, is much, much lower. Um, and so from a, from a scholarship standpoint, even, even those kids from a financial aid standpoint, it's more affordable to, to backfill your roster. Right. Um, UCLA public school costs is almost half, right? They have a similar situation where they can use endowment to get university aid. So, again, financially a lot more feasible Mm. for the middle class, lower class kids. So their rosters, when you look at their rosters and the talent on their rosters, there's a reason they're so deep. (laughs) Mm. Both of them are far more affordable than than you would think at Mm. schools like that. Come across to my side, we're 70-something thousand dollars a year. Financial aid is good, getting better now with our new president. Not anywhere close from an endowment standpoint of paying down costs. Um, Academic aid is very difficult to get. We're the number one school for international students in the country. Um, So you could imagine what the test scores look like coming in. So so when it it comes to uh, building rosters and building depth, um, there's a, there's a lot of uh, creative finance and trying to figure out how the numbers work and 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 how to best use my scholarship in terms of equivalency, how to use whatever programs we do have, summer school, things like that, to to move players through um, quickly um, so that I can get some money back and 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 kind of use it for the next class. So it's a juggle, man. It's work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's work. I it's working two, well for you, though. You're yeah, friends. it is. That yes, it is. You've figured out a few things. Yeah, guys, no. let me, <laughs> the transfer has helped us. <laughs>
2: yes, let me let me ask you uh, two quick questions. One, we we get we can't not talk, talk about Jason and not talk about Sammy, right? And obviously, another yeah. player recruited I recruited her to, to a uh, Auburn, job. and you know, yeah. and she did a great job for you guys. Now she's working for you. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about her, and then the le- the next question I have for you is. What's your thoughts on these 17 at-larges and, and how to divvy them up?
3: Good question. Um, well, I, let me start with Jen because Jen was with yeah, us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, magnificent coach. Um, you know, getting her as a head coach from UNLV to come join us at Washington State and then move with us to, to, to USC was, was phenomenal. Similar mentality, development coach, great energy. Um, and and you can see as as she's starting to shift the the culture and shift the program mm-hmm. in Michigan, um, it's going to be sustainable. She's 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 brilliant there. And so, in, in in trying to replace a person like that, um, we looked at we looked at a couple of things. And um, for the most part, Jason Jason oversees and, and has an eye for the offensive side, how our, our flow goes, the the details of that. Um, for myself and now Sammy, I wanted to find somebody who from a defensive side, had the, the pessimistic mindset. Um, and and I, I will tell you, I talked to probably 35, 40 people in, in trying to narrow the group. I narrowed it to three phenomenal uh, coaches that came in. And um, of my staff, I let all my staff vote. And Sammy, Sammy was the one that they voted to, to come in and best fit what we were doing and who we were right away. Um, her personality is phenomenal. She, 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 probably, she probably is the one that connects with the most kids in terms of you know TV shows, things like that, and, and mm-hmm. pop culture, those kind of things. She does a great job with that. Um, but she also is a balance for us, personality-wise. Jason's probably the one who brings the Iron Fist a little heavier than I do. I'm probably in the middle with intensity and whatnot. And she's a teacher, right? She's mm-hmm. she's a calm voice, and she's going to explain it all thoroughly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's very soothing to, to yes. hear. Um, but it's good balance, right? But yep. if they ever got to see her play, they would also see the intensity of the fire, the determination, the toughness. Um, she was one of those people. And so it, uh, it was a perfect fit coming into what we were trying to do.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, as I recall, there wasn't anything she wasn't willing to kick. She was that kind of tough, 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 tough <laughs> defender. Yes, yeah, Perfect. really, really good player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, how about the seventeen? What What do you think?
3: Um, oh, no, you probably guys are talking think, about it out there a little bit. Yeah, we're we're trying to figure it out out, out here. You know, it's the question is: Are we going to be able to play non conference or not? It hasn't been decided from the conference. We're trying to figure that out. What's in our best interest to play? Um, in in terms of non conference, is is it the WCC? Are the WCC going to be able to play? Um, do we, do we hurt ourselves if the wrong teams get beat? Right. Um, what are, what are the, those are the questions. Um, who can we play to show, um, that our overall conference is still as good as it was last year with, you know, four of us being in, in the elite eight and three in the final four. So yeah. when you, when you're talking about our group, we feel great about the quality of our conference. Um, but I think it's I think it's going to be a tough year without the RPI, the eye test. I, don't, I feel sorry for you as a committee. I'm not going to lie because mm-hmm. the eye test has has to come in um, yeah. because week to week every team's going to look a little different. You got to see what the injuries are, um, and the team that the teams that are most consistent, I think, are the teams that are ultimately going to be the ones that get in. I think I feel I feel it's going to be difficult for the mid major without being able to play a, a bigger team to really show how good they are. Um, because on paper it's difficult, right. But I think their consistency has to show. Um, and if they can consistently show that they're, you know, better than the rest of what you would consider a mid-major or lower mid-major, however you want to say it, um, they have to be in the, in the conversation. But I think, um, it's, it's going to be hard because the big conferences are used to getting five to seven teams in pretty consistently. And they're just not that many available.
2: Yeah. So what you'd say, what I'm hearing, tonight is you say you from what you're saying is it, it's not going to be easy because Chris last
1: week told me it was going to be easy to pick the 17. So, well, you know what I hearing you You're saying yeah, it's, not me, it's, it's not, a, it's it. not, it's not be easy. Let me explain that making some stuff up. I told him if they watch the games, which is what you just said, it would be yep. easier. But no they doubt. tend not to watch the games enough. You know these committee guys; they like, I, I
3: they like this. They like That's the title,
1: but they don't want to actually do the work,
3: right? Well, I just, what I just watch that? the games. I hope I hope the non-coaching committee members lean on the coaches who've actually watched the game sure. sure. because and I and obviously think Jen's year, on the committee. who... Though,
2: yeah, Jen's yeah. on the committee, does a great job. No, I mean, can I listen? We got a place set for you perfectly right down in Tallahassee. I know you like going down there. It's a good spot for you. <laughs> but for the record, I was not on the committee that year when they said <laughs> in Tallahassee. It had nothing to do with it. Um, that, it was, that was criminal, that was I rough. think. But that anyway, was rough. Yeah, yeah oh, for man. sure. For sure. Well, listen, uh, a as we wrap up here, Give us uh, a few minutes on, on USC. Tell us about USC and your in your program and your your, your thoughts certainly on the, on the
3: university. Uh, I, from an academic standpoint, university wide, I mean it's it's hard to beat. Um, every every major has some quality to it, and, and just being in LA and access to any and everything from research to music to dance to 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 business to to law, we have access, and and I think that's that's the selling point, right? You you talk about Um, destinations, the beach, the mountains, um, downtown LA, two miles away, everything's right here. So um, it's the weather, um, easy sell, that stuff is easy sell. Um, But then when you when you talk about our program, you talk about our league, Um, our league is is difficult, our league is is challenging, our league consistently um, has always had Two, we'd like to think we've been able to provide a a third contender in the race. And um, with with the likes of Colorado, Arizona, Washington State, and and, and Utah, and the rest of them, they're all pushing that that envelope as well. So we also feel like we've got a conference. But um, our program in particular, when we came, we felt like it was underachieving, not necessarily because they they weren't talented, but because they didn't believe. Um, And so what we've just tried to do is have a little fun, have some belief, um and one of the things that attracted the things that attracted me the most i'm from the south right so right. the 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 fandom and the tradition around sport um you know was similar for me the academic profile as a, as a son of educators was unbelievable um and then the fact that they had won a title in 07 um because it was possible um and and i think those things allowed me to 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 get people to buy into the idea that, Oh no, we, we should and can be someone, uh, a program that thinks about winning every year. Um, and, and if, if we can get kids to believe in that we we're going to be all right. And so far it's worked out pretty well. It has worked out. Yeah, absolutely um, I'm not complaining. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Well,
2: one last question for me, Chris, and I'll certainly let you take it out. But, um, what do you miss most about the South? What food, food, food?
3: What? Oh, Oh, um, It's just getting ready to say it's something just not good. the same. Uh, uh, oh, there I, is. We,
2: we missed you. We, we cut out there, can you say it again? Number one. Sweet tea. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got you now. Yeah. Sweet yeah. tea. Yeah. Sweet tea. Yeah. That's yeah, not a food. Not... That's a drink. That's a drink. I need a food.
3: I'm just <laughs> saying that, that that's first on my list, right? Okay. Okay. All right. And then after that, um, man, some good collard greens.
1: There you go,
2: nice, there you nice, go. Right, some nice. Some really nice. some
3: good collard greens, man. It's, yeah. it's not the same. It's not cooked with the same little elbow in there with the with the chunks of meat. Like it's <laughs> no, just I not. it's not the not same. <laughs> you know, we can we can fake it with the cornbread. You know, but mm-hmm. we, you can't you can't fake the collard greens. But you know, <laughs> I will say, Jason Jason does a good job of bringing the south out here with us. But you just nice. you just can't you can't awesome. find it.
1: Can't you know, find so, yeah. Great, Kidani. Well, look, we really appreciate, really appreciate having you on, and, and uh, you've done a great job there, and I think you're going to do a great job for a long time there. So and say hi to Jay for us as well.
3: For sure, for sure. Yeah, Thank Devin,
2: thanks, Katie, thanks, for being on. It was great, great, great
3: this job. This is fun, Thank man. Takes take yeah. me back in time. <laughs> <right>.
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See you kitty Kenny. Thanks again. <laughs> Oh, he was good,
3: huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You can see why the players like to play for him. He's got that charisma and the energy. and, and Again, so uh, smooth. Great. He's just so Empty smooth. Smooth, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is absolutely not the two of us. No offense, right, Chris, of course, right. but I don't look at you and think smooth. Uh, anyway, all right,
1: let's move on. Last segment, uh, big games this week, Chris. Well, we get uh, in the ACC. You know, Florida State plays both Duke and Clemson. And while <laughs> while I I feel Florida State will be comfortable in those games, that's a you know that's a pretty big weekend. You know, those are those are two good teams, Duke and Clemson, and and uh, Florida State needs to be challenged some. And and I think they will be challenged some. Um, I think they'll win both of them. But but I, I do think that uh, that that those are interesting games for for the weekend in that league. Um, okay. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. You know, I think uh, I, I would. I would bet Florida State's looking forward to it, honestly, and, yeah. and probably those other two teams are too. Right? And yeah. Judge yourself against them, and and they, and they want some good competition. Duke has shown they're they're a very good team, and then obviously Clemson's doing a great job as well. So, good. Those
1: are good ones for sure. And the SEC, uh, you know, it was a, a little bit of a struggle to find sort of the the one I wanted to talk about. You know, there were a number of matchups, but. I think Auburn and, and Arkansas is one that has some interest to in me. Auburn hasn't lost yet, you know, two mm-hmm. wins and two ties. Um against an Arkansas team who's been who's been really good, you know, and mm-hmm. and has just uh just sort of one blip along the road. But um Arkansas certainly the favorite in in the game, but as I said, you know, Auburn Auburn always finds a way and and uh I expect them to be in the game.
2: Yeah, I I will say this. In our league, um, you know, there are some tough places to play. And in the last four or five years, Arkansas has become one of the toughest on a Friday night in Arkansas in Fayetteville. You know, back, obviously, before COVID, they had huge crowds. But even so, they they get there, they get some, you know, Kobe gets them jacked up and a tough place to play. But Auburn's been there. Karen's been there a million times. So she's not going to mean anything she's not used to. And, yeah, I expect a good game for sure.
1: Then the Big 12 – Kansas and West Virginia. You know, Kansas dropped back a little bit after the loss to TCU. Uh, West Virginia's uh, been rolling. Um, if Kansas wants to, uh, you know, make a statement, this is the game. You know, the, this is the chance that we're talking about. You know, at large bids and, and things like that. While you go and beat West Virginia, you got you got a good shot at it, right? And for West Virginia. Um, they need to keep rolling so that you know to set up that you know that last game against uh, TCU for the championship. So I think a lot on the line for both teams. Yeah, and, and West Virginia
2: is not you know it's watching them play Tech. They 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 had tons of chances and just didn't finish. And I think the same thing against Oklahoma. So they got to find the back of that. But you know, look out for West Virginia. They they rise to the occasion. This is their time of year. Um, Nikki does such a good job. That, that's a very very good game. No, no doubt about it. All right. That's it. Good. Ready for a little power five action, Chris? Let's do the power five, Matt. All right. So in the interest of when this is coming out this week, it's Halloween week. And let me just say this about Halloween. I have to, I have to come come up front with you right away. I have to come, come clean. I'm not a big Halloween guy. Uh, my, my mother hates Halloween. She thinks you're begging for candy. Um, yeah. So I was growing up. We weren't a big Halloween group. You didn't go um, you out know, trick or treating, yeah, a little as a young kid, a little bit, but not a ton. You know, we did, you know, I did actually, I hate to say this, but uh, incriminate myself. But you know, when I was a young, dumb teenager, threw yeah. some exit cop cars or threw exit cars is something we what? did back in the 80s, yeah. You threw exit cars, and one time we threw it, it as a cop car, and uh, we took off running in the trees, it was a disaster. But anyway, uh, that's probably the worst thing I ever did as a kid. But it's yeah. another reason why I don't like Halloween it scares the crap out of me, I don't like scary movies. So I'm not a huge Halloween guy, but I think we've got a good topic But you like the candy, don't you? I like the candy. (laughs) And the topic is top five Halloween candies. And let me just say this real quick. Again, my wife's a huge Halloween fan. My kids love it, so they get into it. So one of our first Halloweens uh, as a married couple when we had kids, my wife and a couple of her friends, got we were in Auburn, got the kids all dressed up. They all dressed up, and they went trick-or-treating. Well, I was home with my buddy Mick, and there was football on that night. And Jen's like, you're in charge of the trick-or-treating. We lived in a neighborhood, tons of trick-or-treaters. So I'm like, you know, and we were out back on the back deck, you know, watching the game and the kids kept ringing the doorbell. I'm like, I'm like, Nick, I got this. So I took a big, huge bucket and I put all the candy in the bucket. And I put it out, I put it out on the chair and said, please take one. Well, Jen came back 20 minutes later. She's like, please tell me that wasn't all the candy. I'm like, yeah, there should be plenty left. She's like. There's nothing. So some little snot-nosed brat yeah, neighborhood took all the kids. So, I'm right the one there. that got in trouble. <laughs> it's definitely Still a Jersey movie, bag, you know? 100%. <laughs> so anyway, I learned a bad lesson that day. And then one more quick question, Chris, before we get going. Yeah. Where are you on caramel apples? You like a nice caramel apple? I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, I like a caramel apple crisp. Yeah, it's put okay, some peanuts yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. oh that's nice. Oh, yeah, no, a little Yeah, uh, you know uh, uh, the caramel with the apple. There's something about it, the sweet yeah, and the apple. is but, delicious.
1: Uh, All right, let's do it. <laughs> Your number five. My number Halloween five. Candy. Three musketeers.
2: Just the regular
1: one, or just uh, just the
2: just the chocolate bar? Yeah, they don't bar, give you a yeah. full chocolate bar. What do you mean? You get the little mini guys, right? Your no, mini you don't. What are you talking about? Who gives away f- whole three musketeers? Who does it? What What the hell kind of neighborhood did you grow up in? What were you talking Summer about? Spoon. Wait, wait do, no, when you, you get you the go, mini ones? No, come on, Matt. If you're, I mean, I, you're giving away regular size three musketeers for the kids coming knocking on your door. I would have well, no, no problem doing that. Here.
0: Yes.
1: No, but is that what you do right now this year? Yeah. This year, I think we're given <laughs> sour punch straws. The whole thing, not like one straw. going <laughs> to be a lot of egg on your house.
2: On <laughs> All right. My number five is mini Heath bars. So, same idea. I'd love mini. Such. I don't get the mini. I don't That's get what the they mini. Give away. That's what you get
1: at, at, oh. at, for, for Halloween. The Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. How pissed would you be? If you went trick-or-treating and someone gave you damn a quarter of a bar, I mean, that, come on! <laughs> that's the normal size you get. You don't get a no, full candy
2: bar. No, you get the full uh, candy bar. Uh, no. no, this this needs to be a Twitter poll. Where, where's your problem. neighborhood? This where's your neighborhood, problem, Chris? I think I want
0: to go there because it sounds like yeah, you guys exactly. Give a
2: Thank you. Well, Darren, you know we're from upstate New York. Very, yes. you know, rough with the elevator area. in your house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, our yeah. mom gave oh, out yeah, apples yeah.
1: and apples and yeah, toothpaste. Yes, exactly. She gave out quarters and put some caramel on them on the way out. Yeah. All right, number four. I, I'm in trouble. I guess I'm in trouble because all, all the ones I have are, are bars, uh, Nestle's okay. Crunch. Okay. I mean, is this chocolate bars? I mean, you gotta. Have I like chocolate bars. Do you not like chocolate bars? I do, but
2: it's it's Halloween Wait, what was your number? Candy. We didn't even do yours. Yeah, mini Heath bar. Oh, mini Heath bar. That's all right. chocolate bar. What four, do you like? like chocolate bars. <laughs> hey. Number four for me, Reese's pumpkin. Hence pumpkin Halloween. Yeah, the pumpkin. Oh, it's shaped geez. in a pumpkin. It's good. Yeah, it's it's you know. It's a nice little right, Let's go. Oh you're going to hate the rest of mine. You're going to hate them. All right, you're number three. Well, yes, Milky Way? Close. Kit Kat. <laughs> you can't just have all chocolate candy bars. You know, that's not what you get in your bag. It's a variety of candy. It's my
1: top five. I can have whatever oh, I want in it.
2: Uh, here we go. All right, my number three, Smarties.
1: Oh, I like a nice Smarties. You know, oh, uh, this is interesting. Do you know that um, the first job I ever had... At 14 years old, I worked in the Smarties factory. Shut up. I swear I, I did. This. I swear I did. I was like, make it Smarties. Old. yeah, like in the factory that make it. It's a bunch of powder and they just, I don't know what they press it. And I was stacking boxes is, is what I was doing in a warehouse. You take yeah. any? You take any? They gave it to you like crazy. I mean, it was like, have whatever you want.
2: There's you so many of the damn things. You got any discount codes or anything I could use? Order me up some? <laughs> no, I was I worked <laughs> in the Smarties factory. So you yes. stole boxes of Smarties? I did not. I never did They that. didn't give I them did to not. you. No, no it's no, no. New no, Jersey. didn't the the give nothing away was, in New Jersey. The guy
1: who was uh, like the vice president or something was best friends with my dad. And, and so he, he gave me the job and he would bring Smarties over all the time. So I never, I didn't have to take any Do of them. Do you like stuff. Smarties?
2: Yeah, They're okay It's a for nice Halloween. I it's I nice it's n- I'll Halloween, give you, you
1: smart i give you smart Smart is a right, good, good one That's a Thank good one you. That's a good one All right yeah. Number two My number two are m ms Not like any special kind oh, Or anything God, like that dude. Like m ms
2: They're just Boring 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 they not boring They're, boring. they're good <laughs> the I mean a lot of M&Ms people
1: Dress up as m ms For Halloween
2: Do they? Yeah They Count How many dress up All right My number two Solid This is a good one Blow pops. What? Yes. Blow pops. Wait, blow pops are
1: fine, but like. Yes, they're a Halloween candy. So you, uh, let me ask, let me ask you this. We, we don't really have young kids anymore, <laughs> right? Um, we got to find someone who's got a young kid. But yeah. if we went to a 10-year-old kid, right? And yeah. we said, what would you rather have? A Nestle's Crunch Bar or a blow pop?
2: What would they there is for? nobody I've ever seen in a neighborhood that has of any. You know what we need we need the picker on for this one. We need a picker next week to solve. No, it. the picker no, would no. give up like one smarty. <laughs> He'd give a penny. He'd give a <laughs> anyway pennies. No, but the picker would. He has a neighborhood where he has to spend like four hundred dollars. Honestly, God, on candy because they have thousands of people come through his neighborhood for It's this big whole ordeal, right? And he, I'm telling you, he would not say he has boxes and boxes of Nestle bars or Kit Kat bars. Well, the maybe, maybe, maybe. then
1: no one goes to his house. No one will go to his no, house. Oh, they too. do. No they fun. do. It's bad. They're no fun. <laughs> All right. And the number one. Number one. Yeah. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, really 1920 sales of you have, 509 million. I mean, it doesn't like Reese's poorly. Peanut Butter Cups.
2: You have failed poorly at this. At this, I don't this think is so. your I worst really one good. by miles. I, th- I think. I think I did really good. My number one. Go ahead. Again, Halloween. Yeah, candy corn. But more importantly, the pumpkins, the little orange pumpkins with the green top. I love those things. Oh, I could God. eat them all day. I could eat them all year. They're fantastic. So, and they're a Halloween candy.
1: So you give those out at Halloween. No, 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 I Do you? No, you don't get those time. No. no are those don't. the kind of things you, like, reach into a big
2: bag <laughs> yeah, and like drop them out? Yeah, like, you get not like a five, good COVID uh, item.
1: That's not a good COVID we're item. We're
2: not talking COVID Halloween. We're just talking Halloween. Well, I I, I,
1: I, you're, I like yes. a nice candy corn. It's like saying Sbarro's is number one fast food, for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, no, stop it. Stop it. If I, what would you rather have right now? If I gave you the choice, a candy <laughs> pumpkin. No, or I'm out here competing with kids. You're not going to get a
2: Nestle's bar or a Three Musketeer major bar. You, many, yes, but not the big one. Okay, happy.
1: this is what I'm going to do. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google the top five Halloween candies. Let's I'm see sure you what's on did it. You I did it, it. You probably already I haven't done it, it but and I, I will bet you, sure you, you any amount of money that orange pumpkins with a little green top <laughs> is not on there. Bet <laughs> <laughs> any amount of money. <laughs> Those are good though. I, you gotta admit they're good. Yeah, really good they're, they're like, good.
2: They're they're like facts of yeah, what they're good. made up
1: of. but oh god, they're good. All right, we gotta keep rolling here. We gotta All right, keep rolling. Go. All right, Yankees, go. update. Yankees update. Yankees update. World Series is going on right now, right? Uh huh. And I won't watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't either. watch it. I'm still bitter. I'm just. I'm just so bitter, right? Dodgers are leading, right? It's interesting. The Dodgers have made Arlington, Texas. It's like their home field. I mean, it's really? all the Dodger fans and, you know, the, the crowd is loud. I mean, they're playing the Rays, a small market team, Like right? No one yeah. knows who the Rays are, right? And that kind of thing. But I did have a, a, a trivia question for you while we're on Yankees, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, I like it. On this day in the year 2000, what happened? This
2: day in the year 2000, what, what is today? September 27th.
1: I know. 26? You're hitting your Google. I know what you're doing. No, October. I'm not. Look, I'm not. my
2: hands are right here, so you can see my hands. It's October,
1: Matt. It's not. It's not. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was up late
2: last night. I don't know if you know. Uh, October. Uh, I know it is. Reggie Jackson went yard in the World Series. That was yeah.
1: 1977. <laughs> Oh, wait,
2: you said the year 2000?
3: <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> 77 or 78? Well, one of the other. <laughs> uh, all right,
2: 2000. Uh, Derek Jeter won his first World Series. No. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Yankees, the Aaron
1: Boone home run versus Red Sox. Good try. Good try. But no, no. It's the can't tell me. Yankees beat the Mets in the Subway series. They they win the, the fifth game to the uh, Subway series. Uh, right. I that was like good. That. What I mean, that was uh, that was like relief. Right? Beating the Mets because you just yeah, couldn't oh lose God. to the Mets, you know, right? No so, way. It yes. was just a relief uh, winning that game. So, Reggie <laughs> Jackson? You were off
2: Mr. October? I don't I was know, thinking Mr. October. Some <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Here we go. Uh, so, I'm going to throw you a little zinger, Chris, with okay. my barbecue recipe. The barbecue recipe. Go ahead. Yes. How about we're going to talk about asparagus and Brussels sprouts? Ah, I like those. Wrapped in Bacon. Don't forget the bacon. No, no. So if you want to grill some veggies, grill veggies, what I do is I'll take um, – you gotta want to get like a little wire rack that you can put some aluminum foil or just put some aluminum foil on your grill. Make a little boat out almost out of it where you can have sides where you – but you put – I like asparagus wrapped in bacon um, or Brussels sprouts. Cut Brussels sprouts in halves or quarters. Put them on there. Uh, put some onion in with the Brussels sprouts um, and a little bit of bacon if you can – Put a little oil in it, a little vegetable oil or um, uh, canola oil, oil, garlic salt. Pretty good with the garlic salt. Cook it 325, at least 30 minutes, but you got to watch the bacon. If the bacon looks done, then probably the vegetables are done. I like my asparagus done a little bit, a little bit well done, I would say. Um, but another recipe real quick with the, with the Brussels sprouts, take them out, bacon, Brussels sprouts, onions, and a little bit of feta cheese. Mix that all together. I, the, a restaurant here in town makes that is fantastic. I've done it now a couple times. All uh, you need a little oil, a little garlic. So I'm cooking at three twenty five, about thirty minutes probably. But while you're maybe cooking your steak or something else, have it on the on the grill. You won't be disappointed. So a little veggies this week, little veggies for you inside your candy. Get like your candy, that. get your veggies. Yeah, I like that. Very good. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Oh, great job. Take tonight. it out. Yeah, it was good. Kanani was great, wasn't he? It's outstanding. Smooth. Outstanding. Smooth. You yeah, we go from Robbie to Kanani. Yeah. The language a- barrier. I'd like to see those two talk. <laughs> you know, how, how would that go? Anyway, uh, all right. Uh hey, tune in to the Cyber Guy uh podcast. Darren Mott, our producer does a great job for us. C Y B U R Cyber Guy. Um, log on, listen to him again. Download our podcast, please. If you can, tell your friends, your soccer friends, tune in, College Soccer Nation. You can find it anywhere on any of your areas to get podcasts. uh, Give us a five-star rating. We want to keep doing this. We're enjoying it. Um, Any suggestions you have, feel free to email us. Chris, have a great week. I'll
1: talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. If you have questions for Coach Petroselli or Coach Mott, you can reach them at Chris at collegesoccernation.com or Matt at collegesoccernation.com. College Soccer Nation is presented by DJM Productions and produced by Darren Mott.